We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to Rotowire Fantasy. Now, Roto, the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Chris Liss um, at, at Chris's girlfriend's mom's house, right? I got that right. Yeah, Heather's mom's house. I don't usually call her my girlfriend anymore. Usually Sorry. my wife, my yeah. wife, but Heather's, close enough. Yeah, okay. Heather's house. Yeah, your lady friend, partner, partner. <laughs> you know, would be good. All right. Um, okay. Great. So. Your snarky 150 is up on the site. Your targets are up on the site. There's some news here and there. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to big drafts. We've got the stake league in what a week, week and a day. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? It's that close. Uh, I got. I hope I'm not uh, on an airplane during that. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, Tuesday the 24th. So yeah, I mean, it's a topsy turvy world for you right now. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, Aaron Jones had missed some time with an injury. Uh, he is back at practice this week. Some good news there. Uh, you know, just yeah, absence of bad news you want to see at this point in time. It was a hamstring. Anytime I see hamstring, groin, anything like that, I get a little concerned, with, especially with the running back. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to be a bloodbath this year if you look at the injuries in baseball and basketball. Yeah. And I just expect real serious injuries. And we had, obviously, Cam Akers Michael Thomas were kind of serious. But since then, it's been so many of these like DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson, all these like minor injuries to serious players. Um, and I don't really know what to make of it. And I don't, you know, it's like it's just a, a whole bunch of, of news that is really hard to understand. But I think we'll get some real injuries coming soon. And maybe some of these are real injuries. Um, but I'm just not really I'm not really doing much with these sort of minor injuries so far. Yeah. It, it, and because you know, like we talked about in the Sirius XM show, you know, the some minor injuries are become big things. You can become OBJ, or you can become David Montgomery. It can go a lot of different ways. Yeah, so we don't know who's who yet. I mean, obviously, the guys who are super injury prone, we maybe, you know, when Sammy Watkins misses time, you're like, oh, he's going to miss time. But when some random guy like Swift or Aaron Jones misses time, um, you just sort of move him down ever so slightly, if any just in case it's serious, even though you have really no idea whether it is or not. Dobbins are Swift right now. I, I have Swift over him. I, the problem with Dobbins is that, for me, quarterbacks are either they have mobility and they make plays when things break down, or they don't have mobility and they use the running backs as their legs, so to speak. 
So whenever right. you had like Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, those running backs are their legs. So a smart quarterback uses a more athletic player uh, in his stead to deal with, you know, the play not working out. Whereas a quarterback that's athletic is either going to buy time to throw down the field like Mahomes or scramble or like Lamar Jackson, just take off. So I, I just don't see how Dobbins gets enough receptions. Now maybe they'll call some um, design throws to him, but uh, you really like those veteran quarterbacks that if the progressions aren't there, they're dumping it off. So right. with Dobbins, I don't know. Swift has golf. I think they're going to dump off a ton to Swift. Yeah, they might. And to be fair, like I looked at your snarky rankings and they're not really out of line with ADP. You have Dobbins at 26 right behind Swift ahead of Mixon. Most people have Mixon ahead of both. So you're a little, you know, it's just it's more the story should be that you don't trust Joe Mixon and the Bengals. Yeah, I don't have a good offensive line. I think Mixon's okay. I think he's a fine player. I don't think he's like Barkley or Chubb or Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry. I don't think he's a special player. I think he's just a guy. And if the team around him isn't very good at blocking, I don't think he overcomes that. So I'm sort of low on him. But right. you never know. I mean, he's not a bad player. And also, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Bengals' offensive line will click. But for now, there's no reason to believe they have even an average offensive line. So I just saw a note uh, just before the show started that the Bengals right now are using a rookie at uh, right guard, but it's not the rookie you think. It's not Jackson Carmen, their second round pick. It's their fourth round pick. Um, and, you know, it's just to me, it's kind of just damning about how bad a pick that might have been. Uh, so we'll see if that changes or anything. But, you know, I, I get it there. Uh, and just for ADP purposes, uh, I use, always use the NFFC. They have Mixon, you know, in the last eight days, they have Mixon at 21. They've got uh, well, they not they drafters have got him there, not not you know them themselves. Dobbins at twenty eight and Swift has dropped down to thirty one because of this his own injury that he's had lately, and the, and probably because of the buzz about maybe he's going to sh- uh, split carries with Jamal Williams. I think a healthy Swift gets a lot of carries. Is Swift the yeah. type of guy that's going to hold up? We don't know. He's never done it. Uh, but same with Dobbins, we don't really know like you know how durable he is over a whole season. Um, I, again, it just comes down to the pass catching. I really see Swift as having, you know, 50 plus and maybe 70 or 80 if, if things go his way. And and Dobbins, I'd like to see it. I think he can do it. I just don't know if the it's the right situation for him. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that one there. Uh, Swift is uh, scheduled to return back to practice as a limited participant tomorrow. Um, he probably won't be ready for Saturday's preseason game. Obviously set out the preseason opener. He's dealing with a groin injury, uh, but should be back soon. You know, Detroit, you know, they have Hawkinson and they have some receivers that are, are to be kind, aren't top receivers. You know, you're looking at Tyrell, Tyrell Williams as and, and Brashad Perriman as you're starting out, uh, starting wideouts there. Yeah. There's scrubs. And I, I think Hawkinson will get some targets and, and Swift will get some targets and they'll throw to the receivers occasionally. I think it's going to be a lot of, I think Swift has a huge opportunity. I, I really do. I think he could be, you know, a monster uh, if he can, if he can hold up. And, uh, and I, I don't like, I don't love Hawkinson that much because a, he gets hurt a lot. And B um, if you look at last year, they had Stafford and mm-hmm. they had no Galladay cause he was hurt all year. So what do they have? Marvin Jones. That's really all they lost was Marvin Jones, Amendola, whatever. I mean, so I don't see like Hawkinson being in that different of a situation than he was that last year. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. And so, and I get it. I still like Hawkinson because I think he's got uh, 
pretty improving skills. This is year three. We know how tight ends take a little while to take that next level. I think Goff is going to be king of the dump offs and short passes. And I think that helps Hawkinson too. Uh, and I, I don't know, maybe, I mean, it might work against him that they doesn't have, they don't have receivers that open up the field for him. The fact that Galladay has gone, that Marvin Jones is gone. They, they're now down to Perriman and they're down to Tyrell Williams and Quentin Cephas. Everyone's good. This is not Quentin Cephas breakout season. He might not even be the number three receiver on that team, but uh, we'll see about that. It might be Amon Ross St. Brown uh, for that matter. Uh, but you know, we were talking about the offenses that we don't want to invest in. Detroit's got to be high on that list. We didn't really mention them in the show earlier today, but we mentioned the Raiders. We mentioned the Texans. Giants and the Bengals or the Lions are also right there. Yeah, although I do think Swift has real upside and Hawkinson does too. I mean, I, I think the thing about Hawkinson is um, if he does take that leap in year three, like he becomes what he was supposed to, then maybe maybe there is more upside. I'm, I was just saying that people just assume that, you know, the Lions have cleared the deck for him, so he's going to have all the targets. But really, like, it was cleared already, right? I mean, Marvin Jones is better than Perriman and Tyrell Williams, but it's not like Marvin Jones was getting 150 targets. So there'll be like the same amount of receiver targets as there was last year, basically. And it's just a question of um, does Hawkinson is he can he really handle 140 targets, 135 targets, or is he going to be at 120? Um, right. So there's that. And how efficient are they going to be moving the ball? Is he going to get red zone looks? But I, I think Swift and Hawkinson are like appealing picks for the Lions because they don't really have anybody else. Yeah. So you miss out on the top three uh, tight ends. We'll, we'll stipulate to that. Would you rather do Kyle Pitts at 51? Uh, and this is NFFC. Hawkins is my again. sixth uh, of the six. Like I definitely so, like Andrews and, and Pitts better. Okay, so and well, I'm just gonna say Pitts goes a full round ahead of Hawkinson. That's that's the thing. Did you would you rather pay that round tax to get Pitts, or would you be willing to wait on take your chances in getting Andrews or Hawkinson the next round? I mean, I like Andrews the best value of the three, um, but I like I mean Pitts is just fun. I mean, I'm you know you want to have some Pitts. I have a couple of shares. I, I want to get I don't have them yet. Yeah. Well, you want to have some because just in case, right? I mean, it's just one of those things. Right. Um, <clears throat> when uh, when Bitcoin was created in 2009, uh, I think uh, Hal Finney, who was like the first guy that Satoshi emailed, said, or maybe it was Satoshi who said this. He said, you might want to get some of this just in case. This is in 2009 when it was, you know, worth like a cent. Uh, so right. you, you might want to get some just in case. And that's how I feel about Kyle Pitts. Uh, you just, you don't know. If he really is the deal, that the real deal, then um, you probably want to have some. Right. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I, I have more opportunities still. I'm trying to, to figure out what league would be, best fit. Was it, is it going to be an auction-style league? I, it probably will be. But, you know, if Dalton Del Don's in that league or someone else that love, uh, loves to speculate, I don't even know if Dalton's a big Pitts guy. Oh, yeah, he is. He took he him, is. He he took him he, to the third. He, when I took ETN in that beat Chris list, he took Pitts in the third. So, yes, he is. Yes, yeah. he is. He's going uh, all in on that kind of, that kind of player. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I I'll find a I'll find a way to get them somewhere there. But it's just there's usually almost always somebody else that likes them more. Yeah, you won't get them. I don't think. I think the way you're talking, you're not going to get them. To be honest, it's possible. Uh, is there a Velociraptor behind you or something there, or what? What was behind that? me? I don't know. I, there might be. I don't know. It's uh, a lot of strange things happening these days. Yeah, there's the garbage truck interruption that we had the other day. That was fun. Uh, we got to get another. Not, as opposed to the dump truck. Dump Dodge. truck, dump truck. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Dump truck, yes. And, uh, uh, but I will say yesterday I was at the ocean and we saw a seal swimming, like a sea lion swimming like 20 feet from us. And it really looked like a dog. It kept poking its head up. You know, it looked like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a 
like a golden retriever or something. Well, it was he was more black. Like Maybe it's my dog. Lab, brown lab, yeah. and he just mm -hmm. kept you know popping his head up. Um, nice. And it was cool. We were tracking him. He was yeah, he was hanging around. Erin was about ten miles up the coast from you yesterday. By the way, she was in Malibu. So uh, man, with with her uh, cousins. So it was pretty cool. Um, and, hey, hard hitting content like that deserves a good sponsor. We've got WinBet. So if there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions. And even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet, WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. On a break from sports betting, head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots with Chrysalis, or try your hand at Baccarat with the distinguished Jim Coventry. I know he's a big Baccarat guy. I'm positive of that. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Chris List. Your Targets article is out on the site there, Chris. No surprise if you've been paying attention to us that uh, Jonathan Taylor is on that list. Saquon Barkley is on this list. You were saying earlier, that's your, your favorite start is if you could start off Taylor Barkley and right now in a 12-team league, that's highly possible. I wouldn't say highly, uh, but I'd say it's possible. And oh. uh, you think it's I, – I think Taylor's going back up to like 10 and Barkley doesn't – you're not going to get him on the way back uh, at 14 or 15 mm. or whatever. But uh, It's close. It's close. Right now, Taylor is number 10 in the last eight days and Barkley's 13. Yeah. So all it takes is one guy to get jumped. Two. Uh, two, yeah. Two, fifth, two guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, one it can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's possible if you're lucky. To me, that's the stone cold nuts. That's two guys who are in the top five or six for number one overall next year. And, you know, if we're saying let's make bets, let's just take odds. Like if you're betting on the home run leader, right? You're not going to bet on Mookie Betts, even if you thought he was going to hit 30 home runs this year. You're going to bet on somebody who can go big for the home runs. And it's the same thing. It's like if you're betting on number one overall pick uh, in fantasy next year, you're, you know, it's going to be McCaffrey, uh, Cook probably, but. But also, you know, like Taylor, Barkley, um, you know, maybe ETN is, is a very low round. You know, that's like the lowest guy you probably would have uh, decent, you know, not get huge odds on to be number one overall next year. And so I like to draft those kind of guys. Um, there's mm -hmm. no question about Barkley's workload once he's healthy. And he should be healthy soon. And, uh, and Taylor, I don't really think there's a big question either. I think he's going to get a huge workload. Barkley's going to have a terrible offensive line. At least I think it's a terrible offensive line again. Does that scare you at all? I mean, I if I knew for sure it was terrible, I would downgrade him. I think it has a good chance to be terrible, but it has a chance to improve too. So I don't want to say for sure it's going to be terrible. Um, okay. I think one of the keys there is Andrew Thomas, their number four overall pick, was playing on a bad ankle last year, and he had surgery to, to fix it. So I think that's huge, right? If he's what he's supposed to be rather than a gimpy version. I mean, imagine you're a top prospect. You get drafted, and, you, and you're playing on a bum ankle. Uh, it's, Imagine, probably, yeah. it's probably difficult, you know, and so if your ankle's fine, maybe he's the guy he's supposed to have been. And then that makes, you know, a huge difference 
Um, and we'll see. We'll see if he can. Uh, well, the Giants and the Bengals are similar in that respect. The, the Bengals spent uh, their you know their first round pick in 2019, number 11 overall, in Jonah Williams. He missed the entirety of his rookie season, uh, and then you know with an injury. And then last year, he he played. I think, I think he played like uh, seven games, eight games. He missed a lot of games. Uh, point being is, and you know that that that's a problem is they still don't know what they have in him. They still don't know what the best version of Jonah Williams looks like. They're kind of counting on that this year. That's why they went with one of the reasons I went, went with Chase instead of Sewell. Uh, I don't know if that's a good choice or not. We'll see. I'm, I'm hearing that Sewell is not like like a man child dominating things in Detroit. So who knows? I I, I think it's uh, the verdict's com- not quite in on him either. Yeah, offensive line is hard, right? Like you think yeah. QBs are hard to draft. It's hard to know who's going to be good and kind of taking a shot and hoping for the best. But, like, you think, oh, let's go safe and just draft offensive linemen. But, like, they're not <laughs> – there's no sure thing there either. You know, I mean, it's – you know, I for me, it's like I would just take the best player that was like an offensive – like a left tackle or a cornerback or even a wide receiver, whoever's the best player. Um, if there's no, you know, Trevor Lawrence-type quarterback available, I'll just take the best player. But – it's not like, oh, well, yeah, we don't know with quarterback, so just take the obvious best left tackle, and that'll be a sure thing. Because it, it, it's not usually like that, right? Like so often it's not. And hopefully yeah. Andrew Thomas is, but so far he's not been. And that's, you know, that sucks as your fourth pick. Yeah. And honestly, it, it happens. I mean, there's bus. The bust rate is probably higher than we think at every position. You know, we used to think, yeah, well, safe, get the safe offense tackle. Get Anthony Munoz. Okay, he's a once-in-a-lifetime type of player. It's not just get Anthony Munoz. I mean, there there are obviously some very goods in there, but you know, you can miss too. You can get Tony Mandrich. I mean, that that's still possible. So, yeah, you can look at it that way. Uh, interesting to see some of the reports on the rookie quarterbacks. We saw Trey Lance throw that eighty-yard ball in the first preseason game. Good throw against the Chiefs. You know, against probably against their their second string secondary, but it still was fun throw to watch. He's getting some love. He's the number thirteen quarterback draft in the NFFC over the weekend. Yeah, I just took him in that uh, Rotowire Invitational for the hell of it, and then I backed him up with Kirk Cousins, um, just in case. That's a good matching. I like that. Because yeah, Cousins I mean, got a good early season schedule, too. Yeah, and I'll have to drop one of them you know, before long, obviously, in, in a six-man bench league, but what the hell. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just weird. I talked about this on the show a bit. I don't think it's good that they're going in with both those guys. Like, I just think it creates a problem, whereas uh, if Garoppolo – I think if they just gave it to Lance and said, we traded our future for this guy – Garoppolo's the best backup in the league. Um, you know, we know if anything happens to Lance, we could still win a Super Bowl with Garoppolo. If you just make that throw to Emmanuel Sanders. And uh, so they feel like, okay, we're good. But to have Garoppolo likely going as a starter just opens a can of worms because if they're winning, it's going to be hard to make the switch. But you kind of need to make the switch, I think, for the ceiling. And I just, I just don't like that, to trade up for a guy that much and take him with a third pick and then not commit to him right away. So – it's a little yeah. bit, you know, it, it sort of doesn't make sense. I don't know what exactly they're going to do. But, yeah, it did look great on that throw, moved well and through. And the other thing is that uh, he's a weird guy, though, because he's only had like 300 attempts in college. And it right. was at, like North Dakota State or something. So it's like some small college, you know, not like, you know, SEC. And he's got a tiny sample, but he's clearly a great athlete and put up huge college numbers. But we just – it's like such a small sample. Take a guy third overall. So it'll be really interesting to see. It will be. Uh, you know, and it, compare that to Justin Fields, who 
you know, also didn't have like this extensive college career. I think it was only two years as a starter at Ohio State, but you know, at least it was in the Big Ten. He played in the national title game. You know, he played he played against Bama last year in the title game. He, he beat Clemson, and he was awesome. He was hurt, and he still beat Clemson in that game. And it was him. He had a big impact in that game. So you could see, like, you could see him against tougher competition. But it's kind of funny. There's a note today saying Fields might start getting more reps with the first team. He's been taking all of his reps with the second team so far. Uh, they're still adamant that Andy Dalton is the starter. But I'd say it's probably more likely you see Fields before – I, I think you'll see him before uh, Trey Lance, but I'm not entirely sure. What do you think about that? I don't know. I, I just think like it's different because, well, the Bears probably fancy themselves a contender with a better QB. So, yeah, um, you know, their defense is good, and if they have good QB play, then maybe they are decent. Uh, but they're not as much of an immediate contender as the Niners. And so – um, it's a little easier to deal with that because if they're three and three, they can pull the plug a lot easier. Um, there's no clubhouse yeah. issues. There's no like, hey, this is our guy that we, you know, because every football team is also a workplace, right? So it's like, yeah, if the guy's doing his job and doing it decently well, and you're five and one, you know, it's kind of a hard sell to pull that guy. And especially if it goes badly, you know, it was hard enough for Tua and Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick, I was, that was just the one I was yeah, going to go with. The journeyman, you know, and so, um, you know, maybe Tua wasn't quite ready, but they're not going to be polished. They're going to probably make mistakes. I mean, unless it's like some prodigy that you don't, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes or something. So I don't know. I think the Chicago situation is a little better, but I, I don't think you want to have a hedge if you're a team like that. I think you just want to draft your guy and give him the reins and that's it. Personally, I think it's cleaner. Um, but, you know, Garoppolo's under contract. They brought in Dalton, you know, so they did both. And then they traded up, traded picks to get, field so i both teams will work it out but i just think it's a little messier when you do it that way right you know and and by the way fields is starting to creep up in adp too he's qb 17 lance but it's actually in the last eight days he's qb 15 but that was just overall contest and tom was referring uh, tom kessnick was referring to uh lance's adp over the weekend the rotowire online championship and i might have just been over the weekend too but lance probably that 80 yard touchdown bumped his uh, adp to the point where he's going the same level as trevor lawrence and burrow and i think that might be a mistake Especially Lawrence. I think Lawrence, I know there's this Urban Meyer doing his, well, we have one and one A at quarterback. BS. Come on. He's your starter. Don't give me this Gardner Minshew crap. Uh, I love Lawrence this year. I mean, the reports are good. Uh, I think Urban Meyer was saying in the preseason, like, we went too slowly. I don't like slow offenses. So it should be a fast-paced offense. You know, one of his running backs is the guy he played with in college who's a 4-4 running basically wide out, you know, in Travis Etienne. Uh, and then he's got three other wideouts. One was a second-round pick last year, LaVisca Chenault. I think he was a second-rounder. Chark is a second-rounder who had a big year with Minshew. Marvin Jones is solid still. Yep. So there's weapons, and if they move fast and their defense isn't very good, um, there could be a lot of shootouts. So um, I, I like Lawrence. I, I'm i happy to have him as my starting quarterback. I, I Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, your comment the snarky uh, 150 still shudders to think he might have been a Jet. Never, yeah. uh, never pass on an opportunity to bang on the Jets. I love yeah, it there. Of course. Are you tired of the same old fantasy football leagues that get canceled after a year or so? If so, Dynasty Owner has your back. Go to DynastyOwner.com. New leagues for the 2021 season are forming now. Dynasty Owner unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office by incorporating a salary cap and real NFL players for diehard fantasy football fans that want the real GM experience. Dynasty Owner adds a whole new level of strategy. Are you worried that you won't be able to find anyone to play in your league with? 
Don't worry, Dynasty Owner can help you fill your league with fancy football enthusiasts like yourself. You won't have to worry about finding enough players. You can choose to start a league, join an existing, or purchase a team from a previous owner. If you're serious about joining the big leagues, go to DynastyOwner.com slash Rotowire and start your dynasty today. Uh, we've been talking about these rookie quarterbacks, and you know, obviously in a dynasty format, they're going to be boosted up a little bit. You know, it, it's it, I made the point earlier. I'll make it again. Uh, Zach Wilson gets a lot less love than all the other rookie quarterbacks drafted uh, on, in this year's class, the first round class, even probably less than Mac Jones, uh, which is interesting because you know Wilson's got the path to playing time. Actually, he goes ahead of Mac Jones. I take that back, but uh, he goes considerably behind Fields and Lance, even though he is drafted ahead of him, is playing right now. It just I guess it's the distrust of one year, one big year at BYU. Maybe that's part of it. Uh, and the lack of mobility is the other part of that. It's all mobility, right? Everybody knows if you want to win at quarterback position, you need rushing yards. It's just the yeah. easiest way to, to get fantasy points. And so when you have Fields or Lance, you, you see it right there. Jalen Hurts, Lawrence runs a little bit, all these guys, right? And then if you have a guy who doesn't run, uh, he better be um, – even the, the top guys who don't run are like – you know, Brady, Stafford, Ryan, Cousins, they're not going that high. Right. Even I will say, they, Wilson's not a statue, time. though. Wilson is not a statue. He had 10 rushing rush, rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't get any yards per carry or anything, right? I mean, he's not like – it's just like – No, it's 3.6 yards per yeah. carry, yeah. Yeah, but, so I don't, I don't think that's going to translate. I think it's just like in college, that was just a play they like to call. I can buy that. 32 to three touchdowns and interception last year. He, he was really 11 good. yards per attempt. These are all good things. We like that. Um, but, uh, and you, you mentioned this comment too. He made it, he did have a pretty good comment about dealing with what training camp is, is for. It's like, it's a good, good way to find out what you can and cannot do at the, at the yeah. NFL speed. I think it was him that said it. If somebody, I think it was him. He said that you find out what you can get away with. And yes, that was the phrase. Know, yes. And like, you know, and that's, that's the, you know, especially for a rookie quarterback, you know, it's like, you know, you've got a good arm, you're young, you're strong. And you're like, all right, this guy's kind of open. Let me see if I can zip this between the two defenders. Oops. I can't, it got picked. All right. I learned something. And mm -hmm. I would rather have that mentality as my quarterback, right? I don't want him to, especially in preseason where who cares? I'd rather him do a little bit of that. And, you know, Brett Favre would do that in the regular season find out you know what he can and can't get away with um and take some crazy chances but i just think like that's the attitude you want your quarterback to have to an extent and especially in preseason right like if your quarterback makes no mistakes in the preseason he's probably not uh pushing it enough he's probably not getting enough information for himself yeah that's right um so yeah he's in he's qb 28 right now zach wilson is uh, behind his, you know, former the former Jet Sam Darnold QB twenty seven, Derek Carr is ahead of him. Deshaun Watson, who's not even going to play this year, I'm pretty convinced about this now. I don't think we're going to see Watson at all uh, this this season. He's QB twenty five. Well, again, it's just by the time you're drafting QB twenty five in the NFBC or the NFFC, you're all about trying for upside. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's 18th round. Okay, Sorry. just take Watson, you know, and. Mm -hmm. But, and I don't know that he's not going to play. I mean, we don't really know what the deal is. It's just the problem is that things take so long, right? It's like yeah. if they could just get, get get this over with, get the evidence on the table, see what really happened, and either prosecute him or drop the case or either sue him or settle the case. If we could just get to a resolution one way or the other, then the NFL could rule on a suspension. Uh, but they're probably going to be like – it's going to be like a Trevor Bauer situation where it's just like they're just indefinitely sort of postponing their decision, but he's not going to be playing while that's happening. Right. Um, you know, while they're gathering evidence and it just, 
you know. Well, I, and you're you're a recovering attorney. You know these things don't go fast, uh, and they don't well, care I mean, about the NFL schedule. But I mean, they should. I mean, there's been enough time to just you know put the evidence on the table. I understand that like there's a lot of other factors and a lot of people involved, and you know, and, and everybody there, there are procedures for this kind of thing. But like, you know, I mean, it's irreparable harm if you don't play a season in your prime. And yeah, uh, maybe he should sit out the whole season, but at least rule on that and get rid of him for the season. You know, maybe he has to sit out forever. Okay, maybe he can start uh, getting a new job. But it just it it seems like. There's a lot of allegations, but these were made six months ago, and they should be able to sift through these things and render some sort of result. But apparently, the they problem can't. is more allegations keep coming out. I think that's part of the well, problem. Well, I mean, there should be you know a deadline where you say, look, if if you know this is public information, um, has Deshaun Watson done anything to you? Like, just let's get this on the record. You've got another month to do it. You know, to mm-hmm. um, there should just be a, a process. I, there's obviously some process. Obviously, it's not like. You know there are rules in in place, but it just seems like I don't know. Maybe I'm just being selfish from a uh, fantasy football perspective, but I just feel like yeah. I just feel like you know there you know the facts are the facts, and they need to come out, and there need to be there needs to be a resolution, and the resolution might be that he's done with his NFL play. I mean, it might be so terrible that he's done, um, or it might be that he needs a suspension and pay a bunch of money, or he might go to jail. I mean, who knows, right? We don't know the facts ourselves. But it just seems like, uh, yeah, the, you know, these these things drag out, and it's unfortunate because, um, you know, it's it's just like, w- regardless of the truth, it, it's we're gonna, you know, lose a, a portion of the season. I would still draft them late, uh, just in case things get resolved more quickly. Um, once, you know, and the, but the other problem is, there's, you're right, there's a lot of people involved, and like, so maybe twenty of the twenty four want to settle, or maybe there's more than twenty four now. Those four people deserve their day in court if they want it, right? That's right. up to them, right? And so, you know, you can't. You can't well, and it's not, and it's not just civil; it could be criminal too. Right. And that, well, there's the prosecution, you, and that's you know, the state has to get their case in order. But maybe they're still waiting to hear from people. And then also, of course, the uh, you know, there's somebody who might be like, "Screw this! I don't want money. I want to. I want to see this. I want my day in court, or I want money, but I want, I want the truth to come out. I don't want just this to be thrown under the rug, which is what settlements do." Right. So maybe that's a legitimate reason, and, and that's why it's slow. But um, and there's another practical th- issue too, and that is, I mean, it's you can't really have a jury trial right now in some localities because of COVID. I mean, yeah. you just and uh, you know, especially Texas seems like the cases are high there. Uh, that might be a problem. I don't know. I know Kim Kim works in the city of Los Angeles, and they've said it's been a hard. It, it's really hard doing jury trials right now, and you know that's just one thing that hasn't been happening a whole lot. So that's another thing, and then. Then you run into whole some like speedy trial rights and all that. Right. It, it, it's yeah. 180 it's, days. You got 180 days. But I think that yeah. clock starts after there's an indictment. I think. I think if right. they haven't, I don't know if he's been charged formally. I don't know what the, the whole thing. Is. Anyway, yeah. whatever. It is what it is. We're not going to know. It's a lot of complicated. We're not going to know. We're getting in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to know. And you're going to just have to make a choice. And um, I, my choice is if I'm in a 10 man bench, I will take him in the late rounds. Um, but if I'm in a six man bench, he's cross him off the list. He's not draftable. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think that's a good construction. All right. One more, uh, read for you guys here. What do your fraternity brother, Steve, Katie from work and your grandma all have in common? They're all waiting for that invite to your fantasy football league. There is no better way to hang out, no easier way to smack talk and no more customizable platform to host your fantasy leagues this year than sleeper. 
Whether you have a redraft league or a dynasty league that's been around for 10 years, I'm actually on a dynasty league on Sleeper that's been around for, I think, a little, just short of 10 years. Sleeper has everything you need in one app. Incredible commissioner tools and customizations, built-in messaging, support for snake draft, auction draft, and best ball leagues, blazing fast news, stats, and scores, all in a beautifully designed mobile app and website that makes every other app feel like horse and buggy. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform for a reason, and all the cool commissioners are swipping, switching to Sleeper and not looking back. Don't just take my word for it. Download Sleeper on iOS or Android and see for yourself. You have nothing to lose. It's free. And I can attest, I do use a league on Sleeper. It is a good app. Um, it's the only, My only issue is that I have 17 different platforms for my leagues. That's the only thing. But that's not a Sleeper problem. That's just a me problem trying to organize everything. It is a good app. I, I do use it. And I like it. So... Anyhow, um, Chris, I want to talk a couple more items here. Uh, your snarky 150 is—it's—it's uh, it's a good layout of your ranks, but they're real ranks too. People don't—you know—we all are there for the snark, but they're actually real ranks too. What is your what? What's your most controversial rank right now? What's your most controversial fantasy football take for 2021? Well, I've ETN at number 35, which is third round, and I think mm -hmm. that's pretty much uh, the the min pick on him. And I just feel like I don't know how they're going to use him. I saw in the preseason game they barely used him, and people are like, oh, see, he's part of a three-way committee. Uh, maybe that'll let you get him a little cheaper, but you don't draft a guy in the first round as a running back to sit. You don't redshirt running backs in the first round. You just don't do that, especially the one that played with this QB. So ETN is probably my most controversial. I mean, having Taylor at five still where he's going at 10, uh, Nick Chubb at six ahead of Derrick Henry, um, what else is a little bit controversial? Um, I have DK Metcalf as the number three receiver. Maybe that's not so controversial. I might even put him ahead of Tyreek Hill soon. AJ Brown at number four ahead of Ridley and Hopkins. I think that's a little controversial. I just decided I want AJ Brown on my teams and I'm going to price him accordingly. Um, I have Kelsey really low. I have him at 22. So, you know, that's much lower yeah. than the market. So that's another one. Yeah, you're, yeah, that that's one where you're you're just not going to get him because he's never going to be there. Yeah, I don't so, want him. I want one of those receivers instead of him. Sure. Well, and I feel the same way about Waller. It's like I want, and we, we talked a little bit about this on SiriusXM today. Is you know I'm going to take Brown. I'm going to take McLaurin over him. I was definitely taking Justin Jefferson before the shoulder, and I still think I will. I'll probably take Keenan Allen over him. I might. I don't know. I haven't decided this. I might take CD Lamb over uh, Waller too. I just don't think I want Waller. I mean, it's again, it's a distrust of the Raiders as much as anything. Yeah, Waller's really good, and he gets a ton of targets, and he makes big plays. Um, so I'm I'm in on him at a point. I I just like a lot of tight ends that I love. Irv Smith. I like Gronk. I like Higby, and of course, I love getting Andrews in round six. I like Kyle Pitts. So like I just like yeah you know, I wouldn't mind Hawkinson if he if he were the one that fell to me last in round six, so I, I just like a lot of the tight ends and so I don't really want to take a premium tight end. I took Kittle in one league and non PPR, so I, I just want a wide receiver running back with those picks typically. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people advise this. Bob Harris has done that. Pete Overzet, who joined us last week, uh, but also suggested that if he doesn't get one of the early tight ends, he doesn't want to get the middle. He's going to go late and get two of those instead. Uh, for his lineup builds because there's plenty of them he likes in the teens. Yeah, the guys I don't like are like the Goddard Fant tier. Yeah, I mean that tier is a little. That's what they're referring to. Yeah, yep, I don't, li I don't like those guys. I like Smith and Gronk and those guys. Uh, but I also, but then yeah, but I like the top six too. So um, if I don't get one of the top six, 
I'll probably get Irv Smith or Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right, by the way, that I probably won't end up with Pitts. I, I mean, nah, you got to be conceptually. I, yeah. I mean, conceptually, I want one, one, one league or two with him, but really, I don't know. Um, I just keep on finding that I'm not willing to take that. I, I've come close a couple of times, uh, but within like a couple of picks away. But it, it's never. Well, the other thing is, there. the other thing is, it's like people are like, well, you got to get some pits. I mean, what if he goes crazy? But like, who are you getting instead? You know, it's like, I mean, if you get Josh Allen there, Josh Allen could go, you know, for 40 touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns again. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, a lot of these guys can go crazy at that ADP, you know? So it's like, well, yeah, you could miss out on pits as 15 touchdowns and 1,300 yards, but you could also miss out on Josh Allen's 40 touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns and 5,000 yards. So, um, there's obviously upside at that pick, no matter who it is. That, that's why, you know, it, it's a little bit of a, a you know, a, a false choice to say, well, you got to have some of him because of his upside, because everybody's got upside at that point. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's fair enough. A uh, couple other uh, guys that were in the news uh, a little bit here that I wanted to talk about uh, before we sign off. And we got one question. We'll get to that too. Uh I wanted to mention Zach Moss. Uh, he returned to Team Drills. He's dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. Uh, I know you're more Team Singletary than you are Moss. Anyhow, did the hamstring just kind of push him entirely out of consideration for you? No, I'm not Team anything with with the Bills, um, and uh, and I really don't like to put myself on one of these teams because then okay, that's fair. If I, uh, okay. if I get new evidence, then I you know then I would screw it up and be like, no, I'm on Team this. Uh, this is a, a scourge that's. Uh, infected our uh, political discourse you know you're on a team so evidence doesn't matter anymore okay but, i'll rephrase let me rephrase yeah, it yes yeah, you yeah. like singletary better than moss well i did true? mostly because moss came in with a foot injury and then he seemed to be over the foot injury but then he picked up another injury so then i was like all right i'll just stick with singletary and singletary's a solid player he's not a great player and neither of them are, are going to do great at the goal line because josh allen steals so many touchdowns from them and they throw so much but singletary catches passes uh, more than Moss. And I think that's in a full PPR. I think I have Singletary slightly ahead of him for that reason, even if, if Moss ends up being the better early down runner. Baltimore Ravens, uh, they, they've had terrible injury news with their uh, wide receivers. We, we saw that uh, Bateman's going to be out six to eight weeks. Marquise Brown is returning practice to practice soon. Sammy Watkins got hurt. Uh, they don't think it's a serious injury. They didn't really say what it was. At least I haven't seen, uh, seen that yet, but yeah, he's always hurt. It's always something to watch for with him. Yeah, I, I moved Watkins so far down, like the mid seventies. Even though, like, I could see like he might be the number one receiver. Who knows? But I just can't. I just don't buy that he can suddenly like be a guy who stays healthy enough to be worth drafting anymore. It's just sort of like I'm just kind of done with him as a player. Um, he had that year in 2015, but that is a long time ago. Yeah, it, it was. It really was. Uh, before we get to uh, one listener question, uh, a quick note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right. Uh, thank you to Blue Wire for uh, providing a platform for us here. Uh, Brandon asks uh, in, the, in the chat, uh, wants to know about the pass catchers uh, with the addition of Stafford uh, with the Rams. You're you're more in favor of Cup over Woods, correct? Yeah, Woods gets those jet sweeps, gets a little boost from that. But I think Cup's better. He's more efficient. He's more of a red zone guy. Woods almost never operates in the red zone unless he's getting a handoff. Um, so I like Cup better. Obviously, they both get an upgrade at quarterback, which is good. And it's a pretty narrow tree. I think Higby gets involved. I like him. I think Van mm-hmm. Jefferson is a little bit of a sleeper. We don't know if Van Jefferson's good. We do know they took him in the second round despite a foot injury. Uh, which means they obviously liked him at the time and there was a lot of buzz on him in camp, but they just never threw to him last year. And he seems to be like one of those second year guys that could take a huge leap where you're like, where did that come from? And you're like, well, they lost Josh Reynolds and they lost Gerald Everett and they got a better quarterback. So the offense moved better and he was good and he was healthier. Um, But it's just a sleeper because there's no real guarantee that he gets any, we don't know that he gets anything. Right. I mean, they uh, they signed Deshaun Jackson and Tutu Atwell, and so who knows? But I would think Van Jefferson has a little sleeper potential. A little bit, yeah. And I think Higby does well, too, although he's kind of in that middle tight end tier that you were talking about earlier. He's at the bottom end of that tier, but he's kind of right there with Goddard and Fant. Yeah, I, I almost I, – I have him ranked Fant and Goddard a little higher, but I almost prefer Higby straight up. I certainly prefer him at the price. Yeah, okay. Um, and – I, I probably choose just one of Cup and Woods unless I'm really in a, like a best ball contest. I'm in a – or in some sort of national contest where stacking matters a little bit. You know, best ball is up here as far as like the uh, stacking desirability goes. NFFC, middle tier, singular league, I wouldn't draft. I would, I would probably be a little bit more diverse. I wouldn't really care about stacking them together at all. Yeah, I don't really care about stacking unless I already like the – the stack or unless it's sort of a rare stack that like is cheap. Like if you got, if you knew you were targeting Lawrence and you got Marvin Jones and Chark say, um, I think that would be interesting because you'd still get um, your first four or five picks 
in addition to that. So you get the stack on top. I don't know how much it helps you to stack Tyree kill Kelsey and Mahomes with the first three picks because yeah, those guys can go nuts, but like those are your first three picks. So like, right. You're they supposed to go nuts. nuts. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. if you get a stack that's like, you know, let's say Minshew throws, I mean, Minshew, let's say Lawrence throws 38 touchdowns this year um, and Chark and Jones go off and you get, you know, Lawrence in the 11th and Jones in the ninth and Chark in the seventh or the eighth. Um, in addition to your other top picks, you know, then you're like, you're really cooking with gas then because you've got this yep. awesome stack and then there's tons of running backs and receivers early on to do well. So I like stacking in that situation more than stacking like the best three guys available. And to your point, Mario is saying that that's the stack he most frequently ends up with when he does these best ball leagues, especially on underdogs. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, quick note uh, on our way out, uh, Zach Taylor just announced that Joe Burrow will not play in Friday's preseason game. Uh, he may not play at all in the preseason. That's kind of annoying. I, I, it's not vital, but I really kind of want to see him step up in that pocket, be able to move around a little bit there, see what he, we've got out of him for uh, investing in too many leagues with him. It's just, unfortunately, I, I might not have the luxury of time. Won't play on Friday, so th- th- there's note on that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sort of lower on Burrow a little bit. Uh, at first, I liked him because he runs a bit and he's, mm-hmm. he's good, but I don't think he's going to run much this year. And they just cannot have him behind a terrible offensive line. Like they need, he needs like they need to do what the Chargers did. I like Jamar Chase; it's cool, but they have Higgins and Boyd. I think they should have gone big on the offensive line and just protected him, and then got the receiver the next year. I know they wanted Chase because it was his guy, right? But. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll be able to cobble it together. But this seems like you can't let him get hurt again because he may not be the same guy if he gets hurt again. Right. And that's why you can't miss on your second round pick on an offensive lineman. It sounds like they've done so in Jackson Carmen. Now, again, we're after one preseason game. Right. Has, they haven't whiffed yet. But the news yeah. hasn't been positive about it. But they can't so wait. It that. can't be like in you know 2023. You start to be like, oh, right. he's coming to his own. Like you need you need help now. The Chargers. Uh, you know, they got Bulaga back. They signed a Pro Bowl center. They drafted a guy with the 13th pick. They were like, they signed we're a rebuilding. left guard. Yep. Yeah. They're like, we have Justin Herbert. He survived with the terrible line, but we are rebuilding this line. They could have got a receiver. They could have taken, um, you know, somebody, you know, for uh, for Herbert, another guy. I mean, they have Willie, they have these deep guys and they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But, you know, the Bengals had two guys. They had, you know, Tyler Boyd is their Keenan Allen and, and, uh, and Higgins is their Mike Williams. They had what, you know, what they had and they instead got another receiver. And yeah. I just don't know. I, I just think they should have built that line for Burrow first, but we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know enough about their offensive line to really say, but uh, to me, that's souring me on Burrow a little bit and mix it. I can appreciate that. All right. We're going to close with that. I want to thank uh WinBet, W Y N N B E T for uh, sponsoring us and our other uh, sponsors as well. Thank you guys for listening. We got uh, Joe and Jake at you tomorrow. Take care.